Welcome to the Mind Body Health Show, everybody. Right here on KZYX. My name's Cobb. I'm here engineering. And we are joined by our host, Dr. Marvin Trotter. Are you there? Howdy. Hey there. And we got Dr. Marvin Saran from Way Out on the Coast today. Welcome. No, it's Robin. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Robin. Well, my bad, everyone. Yeah. My faux pas there. Dr. Well, Robin yeah. Saran. I just got done saying the word I'm, Marvin, and I slipped I'm, up there. So this will be an interesting show. Another ER doctor. You have two ER doctors on the show at the same time. This you know, has to be interesting. <laughs> of course. You can all t- always tell stories. Uh, but Dr. Robin Saran works in the ER in Fort Bragg, and he's been there eight years. And he thinks it's a little different in Fort Bragg than San Francisco. Um, but let me have him introduce himself. And my first question is always, how did you get to Mendocino? Ah, yes. So uh, my name is Robin Saran. Uh, I'm an ER physician, as Marvin has said. And I've been here for over eight years. So uh, when my daughter, I worked, lived in San Francisco for 30 years, and I trained there. And uh, when my daughter graduated from high school, I got to move anywhere I wanted. So uh, I chose the coast. And I've been very happy living here. I really love our community. Great to have you. Um, tell us, um, you said you were trained in San Francisco? Yes. Yeah, I trained at UCSF. Um, I was there during the, the AIDS epidemic and um, worked wow. with AIDS patients all the way until um, I came out here. Uh, and now I've just been doing emergency room work, which I've been doing for 30 years as well. Dr. Chetlin, uh, you remember, you know, his yes, father, yeah, cardiologist. cardiologist, yes, yes. The, so his dad was the head of cardiology at UCSF, I think, for thirty years. Um, he was there during the AIDS epidemic, and I don't think he ever recovered from that. Um, you know, just even in Mendocino County, uh, Dr. Newkirk and I took care of AIDS patients for five years, and mm. it was tough. Yes, yes, it was. It was. It was very formative. Uh, but let's, um, you want to talk about Fort Bragg. And yes. I just have to ask one other question. How did you pick Fort Bragg um, from San Francisco? Why wasn't it, you know, something else? Well, um, I remember the first time I came up to the coast and really loved it. You know, it was a weekend and then it was a week and then it was a couple of weeks. And um, I always liked going there. So uh, it really okay. wasn't um, a difficult choice. Okay. Yes. And um, exposed. And just being closer to nature is it's been so okay. wonderful. Okay. So, uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the OB-GYN unit? No. Actually, I want to start with um, COVID. I know we're all talking, tired of talking okay. about COVID. I, I am too. But the effects of COVID are still lingering. Uh, fortunately, with the Omicron variant, people aren't getting as sick. Uh, they're not getting hospitalized and taking up a lost hospital beds. But in, even before COVID, the, the bed capacity in this Northern California area was very short. And certainly the COVID uh, exasperated that uh, situation. Um, one of the first things, though, is that, you know, since COVID, over 4 million Americans have left the healthcare field. That is a lot. Wow. Yeah. Are you serious? Over 4 million, yes. And uh, I can't say they've all come back. Um, And that's left a staffing shortage all the way along from physicians, particularly RNs, 
medical assistants, uh, ultrasonographers, radiology technicians, all the way across the board. So um, those that tight bed capacity that I talked about really is is more of a staffing capacity. Um, there are beds um, in the county, and but we can't staff them. You know, for example, we have a 25-bed hospital, and we are pretty much capped at 14 patients that we can staff because we don't have the nurses, essentially. I know about 20% of nurses have left the hospital. I don't know if they've left the nursing field, but they have left the hospital. And 20%, um, I know that there's, um, there was something like 23 positions open at uh, UVMC a year ago. And that was unheard of. You know, people used to fight over a position. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there was a time where uh, new grads couldn't get jobs. You know, they would have to, you know, go pretty far away uh, to find a job just to be able to start their nursing career. But now it's not that way anymore. Yeah, Becca told me they hired four new RNs straight from the college uh, for the ER. Yes, that's been very helpful. Um, you know, we do have the college in uh, Ukiah. And we are a participant in that college, and, and we support um, our nursing students as much as we can. And plus we have the, uh, the Mendocino Coast Hospital Foundation, which does raise money for nursing scholarships. That's a pretty good program there at the college, isn't it? I've heard it's reputable amongst other nursing programs even, the one at Mendo College. Um, well, I, all I can say is that my experience from the nurses that come out of there are very good. Yeah, and, uh, it actually, it's actually ranked in the top 10% and has had one of the best graduation records in passing their boards wow. in, in the state for 30 years. They've really done an excellent job. So basically, going to the nursing program, maybe even getting a, a like you were mentioning, Robin, a, a potential for scholarships locally is an excellent local opportunity. I mean, you're like guaranteed work going to one of the top 10 nursing programs. That's a pretty big deal. Yes, and and understand that there's a lot of applicants for those jobs. Got but, it. But they, I think they only have like 20-some positions a year, and there's like 100 applicants. So so people are interested, and that's that's good. We and we encourage that and, and want to support that through the foundation. Cool. Unfortunately, because of state rules, anybody in the state can uh, apply to the community college nursing program. So half the people that are in the program are from outside of the county. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. <sighs> yeah. So. So COVID. So COVID. So staffing shortage. But the staffing shortage isn't just at the coast. It isn't just at Nukaya and Willits. It's it's across the board. And so one of the things that we have to do is that, you know, we don't have every service. Like we don't have cardiology, we don't have urology, we don't have neurology, and, and the list goes on. Uh, we're pretty basic uh, on the coast. And so therefore we need to um, transfer folks out to a higher level of care. And that could be very challenging given the fact that these other facilities don't have the beds, basically, to accept patients. So um, transferring a patient can take anywhere from uh, hours to days. And uh, that is, is really sort of unheard of. Um, 
until COVID came and made um, the capacity of the hospital system in pretty much all of the country, but particularly in the Northern California, very difficult. I'm just picking up on this, Robin, but what I'm wondering about when you're talking, uh, you know, you're having lower beds available, mm -hmm. and then you're also having to wait to transfer patients out of those beds, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Plus, if you don't have as much care, specialized care there on the coast, that must be pretty taxing for you at the ER level. Um, it is. I mean, ER physicians are really good at taking care of people for four to six hours. And, and then so we have to kind of step up and take care of folks for much longer in days. And it makes it hard on everybody because it's not unusual like in an eight-bed ER to come in and take a shift and there's six patients who need to be transferred and that only gives you two rooms to work with whatever else is coming in during the day. Wow. So it's made for longer waits and, and that stresses everybody out, particularly patients who have to wait. It, um, for people to understand also, there's um, states in, in the United States, there's 3.3 beds per 1,000 people, okay? 3.3 beds per 1,000 people. That's the national average. Five states have five beds per 1,000, okay? They got a lot more beds per 1,000 people. So if you realize in Mendocino County, we have um, 100 beds for 100,000 people or one bed for 1,000 people, you get an idea of what the bed shortage is like. And the reason is is that we're in rural America. In, hot, in Willits, uh, Clear Lake, and uh, Fort Bragg are all critical care hospitals. Maybe you want to explain that to them. Sure. Um, a critical care hospital is a, is a separate designation, which uh, has to be in a more rural area, farther away from um, other hospitals and uh, it gets uh, a special treatment by uh, Medicare, which uh, promises to pay the, the cost of care. Normally, uh, Medicare will not pay for the cost of care at a larger hospital, but they will pay for the cost of care at a critical access hospital. But you can't go over that 25 beds is the issue. That's true. Uh, but we can't even get there because we can't right. even staff. I mean, we're we're at 14 for most of the time. Just to let you know, I'm trying to get uh, Northbrook in Willits mm -hmm. to become a swing bed hospital, swing bed unit, mm. uh, to so I could take some of the swing bed patients uh, from um, Willits and Fort Bragg. And why don't you tell? Um, you want to discuss swing beds, or you, you're? Well, that's kind of outside the ER, though. I, I have a question, if I may, with the ER. the The Coast Hospital, even as it turned over into Adventist Health, uh, controlling it, still has its own ambulance system, correct? Correct. And so, how's that work when it comes to doing patient transfers mm -hmm. and all that? I mean, how many ambulances are available and? And what kind of taxing does that become then? Well, that, that's an excellent question, and I'm really glad you brought that up since it wasn't on my notes. But uh, So um, on the coast, we have two ambulances, one that covers Fort Bragg and the north coast, and then another one that would cover, um, like Mendocino, going down um, to Elk in, in that area. 
And so we have two ambulances out, and we can only then transfer one patient at a time because then one ambulance has to cover the entire sort of northern coast of Mendocino County. And to say if somebody goes to, you know, Ukiah, it's not that far. It might be a three-hour round trip. But if you go to St. Helena, then we're talking seven hours. If you're talking San Francisco, that's 12 hours or Sacramento. So we can only transfer one patient at a time. And if you've got four, five, six patients you need to transfer, you can see how that can create a log jam. Now, uh, more critical patients, if the weather is clear, we can fly, and that's very helpful. But mm-hmm. as you can imagine, we can only fly maybe half the time. Right. So, again, it, it creates a bottleneck for getting folks out. Once we even find a bed, there's another bottleneck, and that is you know transportation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, you're still talking COVID? With the... Well, um I think that's about it for COVID. I did want to talk about uh, the other big event since it has been the Adventist Health Affiliation, uh, which has been very positive. Um, healthcare businesses is, is really complicated. It's a f- really funny business, is all I can say. It's got a lot of uh, unusual characteristics. And for a small community hospital that's rural, and this is not a criticism, we just don't have the expertise to run a hospital. So being affiliated with Adventist Health has really been helpful because it does bring in system expertise. It's really brought in some strong management. It's um, brought in some really good people. And it's really been like a lifesaver. I don't know if we would have survived without this affiliation after COVID. Do you know that um, in the last 10 years, 432 rural hospitals have closed in the United States? Yes, and unfortunately, more are expected to close in the future. Really? Yeah. Which I think is, you know, not having an ER in your vicinity is a big deal. I mean, it's one thing to wait for a helicopter, but when you're having a heart attack or your kid has been injured or you've been in a car wreck... Uh, having emergency facilities is um, life-saving. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, we're the only ER, like, uh, what, for hundreds of miles on the coast. Um, I think you have to go all the way up to probably Arcata uh, to find an ER on the coast. Yeah. um, Isn't there one down there, like, Guadalala area? There's a clinic. South Coast. There's a clinic, but no, but no hospital. No clinic, but no hospital. Wow. So, So Cobb, as your ambulance um, job goes, you want to comment on Boonville? Well, there's an excellent ambulance service in Anderson Valley. I mean, it suffers for you know volunteers just like any rural volunteer-based ambulance does. But considering the circumstances, uh, there's an excellent team of people there. A lot of care as far as um, community members that want to step in and help out. And that's always available um, to people to find out about. They can go to the Anderson Valley Fire Department website and find out how to become a volunteer, what that looks like. I know I've we have some people that work with the Fort Bragg Ambulance mm-hmm. that have volunteered to come over and take shifts to help the local wow. ambulance out. And what I've heard is... Uh, just for them, it's as a worker, you know, as ambulance staff on the coast, 
those patient transfers are pretty long days for them mm-hmm. when they're going to the bay and back. And and something that comes up for me that I picture uh, and wonder about sometimes is, this is just my soapbox, but gosh, wouldn't it have been nice when they handed out all that money to folks during COVID, they would have used more of that to just augment the healthcare system and promote people going into nursing and see all this coming, you know, and, and you stimulate the health care package is something I always wondered about from the very beginning because of what we're hearing you report on now is kind of fallout from COVID impacting hospitals and losing workers and hospitals closing and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, most of that sort of care money was like short term, but the long term is that we, you know, we need more nursing yeah. um, colleges universities, teaching institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I said, the people are out there. And there's uh, 100 applicants for those 20 spots. Yeah. It's pretty competitive. Yeah. Wow. And, and right now, believe it or not, one out of every $5, one out of every $5 spent in the United States is on medical care. This was 9% when I was in residency. And there's 10,000 new Medicare patients every day. Mm. And I think that, you know, rural medicine in particular, be it primary care, the ER, nursing, or whatever, is really going to have to work hard um, to be able to provide care. And that's why I'm so excited that we got a family practice program in Ukiah with the hospital. Adventist did a great job getting a residency program, and I hope that really comes to benefit the area. Oh, I did too. That was really a big win. Most university hospitals are in large cities, and um, well, I was one of them. You know, I trained in San Francisco and I lived there for thirty years. And after a while, it, it you get settled. Um, but the fact that we have a family practice residency program in Ukiah that is going to encourage rural medicine is is really a very strong statement. And we help support that program. We have uh, residents come to our ER and they work with us and. Uh, try to give them a good experience. Um, yeah, and I try to get them to come up to Covalo, and they all want to go to the coast. I don't understand. Oh, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I can understand, but uh, that's my preference. So I'm um, going to take just a moment here and let everyone know, especially if you just tuned in, you're listening to KZYX Radio. This is the Mind Body Health Show on KZYX. My name is Kyle. I'm Engineering. Our host is Dr. Marvin Trotter. Hey there, Marvin. Just to get your voices down. And then our guest today is Dr. Robin Saran, an ER doctor at the Coast Hospital in Fort Bragg. And with that, we'll keep moving. Thanks. Great. If I could just mention one other challenge, and that is primary care in Mendocino County. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mendocino County is deficient of some 20 primary care physicians. And that really puts a burden on primary care. I know it takes like months to get an appointment for a new patient on the coast, and and that's really difficult. Um, so, again, we want to support uh, primary care, and that's why the uh, family medicine residency program in Ukiah is really so important to try to partially fill that need. Yeah, well, just as a quick uh, update for anyone who maybe isn't familiar can you just 
give a quick narrative of what primary care is. So primary care would be um, family medicine, pediatrics, internal medicine. Yeah, general being a doctor. Right. Yeah, the general picture. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. And I think that's why the ER is used so much also. When you don't have primary care and you're having a problem, you go to the ER. Absolutely. It's 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 not just emergency medicine. There's a lot of people that come in having some mild heart failure or troubles with their hypertension or whatever, and they're coming to the ER because that's the only place they can be seen right away. Absolutely. That, that is an extra burden. It would certainly help us if we had more primary care providers. Mm-hmm. Can you outline a little bit? You, you mentioned Adventist Health taking on the Coast Hospital just for folks that don't know very much can you say what the hospital was before adventist health and then maybe sure. just go over what some of the changes have been that you've noticed besides? so um you know previously it was just a single hospital not affiliated with any system mm-hmm. and it's really very hard to make it as a small rural hospital uh unless you might be uh in mammoth california or in, in Truckee, where you're getting a lot of uh, mm-hmm. accidents and a, a robust orthopedic system uh, either you have that unique situation which is you're talking as as a funding mechanism as a funding unfortunately mechanism. yes equating money in health care as right. we have to right so you can be a single hospital in mammoth or in Truckee, but anywhere else you have to be in a system mm-hmm. so um our hospital had gone bankrupt before and um, its finances were always very shaky um, just because of the, the situation. So it, it needed to become affiliated, and it did. And Adventist Health was obvious, the, the choice, because Adventist Health deals with rural America. Yeah. You know, Kaiser doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, university hospitals don't. Uh, CPMC mm-hmm. Limited, I mean, they're Lakeport. I, um, yeah. I, I want to emphasize that people really don't understand Rural hospitals, nobody's doing rural hospitals or, or rural medicine in general. Um, it is, there's, uh, I'm the medical director for the, the uh, outpatient hospitalization for 60,000 Medi-Cal patients in Lake Mendocino County. Mm-hmm. This is not Blue Shield. Right. This is not, you know, I got money to spend, blah, 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 blah. Uh, when predominantly, you know, 80% of your business is Medicare or Medi-Cal, you don't see Kaiser moving up here. You no. don't see an open a clinic. You don't see Kaiser Northwest California. And they have all the employed people. Well, you want to make a lot of money and do a great job, you kind of have to be healthy with the program if you're employed. And that's Kaiser's, you know, that's Kaiser's business. So I want people to realize how difficult it is. Matt Gall, great guy, worked with utilization management for three years, business guy. Always a little, little intimidated by him because he was six eight. Um, <laughs> um, just took a job in Colorado, okay, north. I mean, uh, south west Colorado, and he called me up. You know, he said, you know, it's a lot easier doing business when you have a twenty three percent profit margin versus a three percent profit margin. Mm. This is a tough thing to do is pull off hospitals in a rural area. Well, then. Isn't that to the Coast and Fort Bragg's community credit that they even started that hospital and kept it going 
as well and as long as they did up until it did join the system. Because it does seem like, you know, tremendous amount of support there locally was always going into that. And just a lot of people that really cared about it. Yes. Um, uh, I mean, for example, there was a community um, vote on uh, Adventist Health Affiliation, and it was over 90%. You know, said yes. Let's do that. Yeah. I mean, when does uh, an election be ninety percent or more never. in favor? I mean, that is never. like never. I've never heard of that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the community is behind us. And is it one of the major challenges there still? The OBGYN department, or just um, general? I can just say a, a brief moment they? about that. Um, yeah. You know, we did close OB before the affiliation, and um, it was actually kind of closing itself. We were down to like one delivery a week, Mm -hmm. and that just wasn't um, good medicine, and it just wasn't financially feasible. So uh, it was closed. Um, There was a a very vocal community um, that was uh, against that, but it happened. And one of the concerns was safety. And so we actually had to train our nurses and our doctors a bit more about this and be ready for it. Mm. So in the almost the first year that we closed, we had two deliveries in the ER. Mm-hmm. Um, both that of which, must have been exciting. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Dr. Sharon. Yeah, I oh. came in. <laughs> Dr. Sharon, yes. we have a delivery for you. Oh, yeah. Well, um, we, we were ready. And uh, they were both. I uh, had no prenatal care and uh, premature, but uh, we, you know we were ready and uh, we had good outcomes. So uh, I was very happy about that. Um, and then the second year we had none, and then this on our third year going into it, uh, we had a precipitous delivery, and, and that went well. So we're connected with uh, the OB service in Ukiah, and and that's worked well. So uh, we did a lot of planning, and it's paid off so far. And there haven't been any bad outcomes, so yeah, good news there. Well, I, I think the important thing is they get good prenatal care, which boggles my mind that that isn't done. Um, well, there are reasons for that, okay. but but prenatal yeah. care is there on the coast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know and, that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah, it, it's there, and yeah. um, we've also made if. Uh, Patients have issues with housing or transportation. You know, we do have actually money set aside for those folks based on need because uh, they have to deliver in Ukiah. And I'll, and I'll say one good thing. Karen Crabtree, who has worked her entire life getting a good OB-GYN unit, OB-GYN group put together at Care for Her at NCHC, um, they did a survey or, or stats on good OB-GYN units. Mm-hmm. And two years ago or three years ago, I, I don't know recently, but there was 12 best OB places in California. Eight of them were Kaiser, and UVMC was on the list. Wow. They did a really good job showing that they had a lot of births after C-sections and, and very few underweight births, and they do a great job, mm. OB and Ukiah. Sort of been other changes you've noticed as far as um, being in the ER and, and working through COVID there out on the coast. Like, what, what is it that, especially other than what you've already narrated, what other differences are there? Differences. Well, um, 
I'll just mention one thing that uh, was very different from coming to San Francisco um, uh, to California, and that's sort of the rise of social media, mm-hmm. which um, hasn't always been helpful. So I've made a commitment to the community that if they had any issue with the emergency room to please make a complaint or a concern and that I would personally uh, call you, talk to you, read the chart, answer your questions, and more importantly, listen, mm-hmm. and to see how we could do better. Uh, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, alternatively, if, if somebody makes a complaint on social media, then I, I can't really do anything about it. Right. Uh, we can't learn from the experience. Uh, I can't listen to uh, what happened. So um, I've always asked the community, it's not helpful to make a complaint on social media, but make a complaint. Just go to our website. Yeah, how do, I mean, other than complaining, too, they can just raise questions. Sure. So what? What? How do they access that? People are listening. Well, you can just go on the website. It's on the front page. You know, contact us, and uh, it's actually very easy. And we will follow up every every person who calls. What is the website? What do they search for? Is there? Do you have the address available? Well, it'd just be um, if you just type in. Fort Bragg Hospital or Adventist Health, any kind Got of search it. engine, you'll, okay. you'll get it. I mean, Got we, it. we are the only uh, game in town, so to speak. Got it. Cool. Um, and with that, uh, Dr. Marvin Trotter and Dr. Robin Saran, are you open to taking listener phone calls? Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Yeah, excellent. So if you're out there listening to Mind Body Health this morning, um, our, our host is... is Dr. Marvin Trotter, longtime ER doctor, um, inland Mendocino, and then Dr. Robin Strong, ER doctor, still, still, and long time <laughs> on the coast here, and and we are uh, available in the studio. We can take your calls at seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. So if you're out there, if you're living on the coast, you're wondering about your hospital there, and and. You know, whatever your question is, go ahead and give a call, 707-895-2448. Um, and, and please bear with the phone system as you do that. Sometimes there's a lot of callers, and you'll have to try a few times. But uh, once you get through, we'll do our best to get you on. Thanks. Um, so while we're waiting for a call, I just want to... Yeah. Uh, let people know that um, we do have an election coming up. We have two different boards uh, at the hospital. One is the district board, which is the older board, which is sort of responsible for the, the building, the mm-hmm. structure. And then we have the uh, community board, which is the Adventist board, which runs the management of the hospital. So um, the district board is an elected position. Mm-hmm. And we are having an election, and um, that board is still quite important because basically they're the bricks and mortar of the hospital. Mm-hmm. So what's looming is the state mandate to build a new seismically upgraded appropriate hospital by 2030, which is, what, seven, eight years away. Happens quick. Time passes. Yeah, yeah. and the hospital that was built in... Willits was over a hundred million dollars to build. Wow! So, so, so that it. is very daunting, and we have to figure out a way. There was a um, 
I, I can follow up. Go ahead. Okay, so we got a caller. Welcome to Mind Body Health. Go ahead with your question. Okay, good morning. Hi, I'm calling from Willits, and I had a question about Adventist health in general. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, I just retired, but I've been a school teacher in Willits for the last 20 years or so. And for the last couple of years, um, we've had an issue. Uh, the union, the, the teachers at, at Willits Unified have had an issue with uh, Adventist actually accepting the health insurance coverage of our employees. And I'm just wondering, is that something that was unique to Willits and we were members of Staywell? And is that, and I'm just wondering, um, Generally speaking, if you're a public employee in Mendocino County, can you get uh, your, you know, your health care covered through Adventist with your insurance? Uh, I'll take, I'll take my uh, answer off the air, and thank you for your show. Thanks. Well, Marvin, I hope you can answer that question. Yeah, uh, I was hoping you would. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. I know they just had this prolonged drag-out uh, argument that they finally came to an agreement with Blue blue cross um but i do not know the school district's uh association with the hospital um i would love and i think it would be beneficial to the hospital if it had a contract with the whole teachers associations for all of mendocino county i think that would be mutually beneficial but i'm not the cmo anymore at the hospital i don't know how to answer that um, I don't know either, but certainly I can pass that on to our president, um, Judy Leach, to say, uh, you know, what's going on there? Because we do want to serve our community. Right. We've got another caller here. Welcome to Mind Body Health. Go ahead with your question. Was that me? Yeah, you're live on the radio. Thanks oh, for calling. Okay. Uh, uh, one curious question the doctor who worked in uh, San Francisco for. 30 years, if he ever had an opportunity to meet with a doctor, nephrologist by the name of Rodney Block. And um, and uh, besides that, I was just wondering how uh, actually, besides the obvious business, okay, we've seen where supposedly a businessman that became president was supposed to improve things, and that didn't necessarily work. So I'm curious as to uh, Adventist Health being a business, uh, more than anything else, for profit, uh, regardless of what they say, um, is better than medical people managing their own business. Uh, carry on. Okay, right. thanks. I'll I'll take. I come from a Republican business family, and I assure you, you do not want doctors running businesses. Um. Robin, how do yeah, you Yeah, so uh, the medical business is, is, is so complex. Um, really? We, we, I, I mean, I understand a little bit of it, but enough to know that how much I don't understand. Mm. And we just don't have the expertise to run uh, a hospital business. Um, maybe things were different uh, a generation ago, um, but they're certainly a lot different now. Uh, you need administrative expertise and mds doctors don't have it you know just as a listener that engineers this show it just seems like that residency program that adventist health has brought in is kind of just a, a 
example of the bigger business helping the rural environment in a way that I'm not advocating one way or the other. It just seems like that's been really helpful all across the board in Mendocino County. Yes. Absolutely. Having said that, I understand the, the thing that I agree with the list the, the caller is that corporate medicine is taking over medical care. When I came into town in '86, there was eight internists all in their own private offices. You don't see that anymore, and some of that is from structure. Uh, people get reimbursed more if they work for a rural health clinic than they do their private office. So if you want to get thirty bucks for seeing a medical patient in your own private office or 60 or $70 to see that in a rural health clinic. So corporate medicine and the laws have made it to where you don't have private practitioners anymore. And when I see, you know, three or four corporations um, running 67 different hospital systems. So if you want to work in the hospital, you have to go work for a corporation and not a private group of doctors. I think that is a sad thing that's overcome medicine. It's not so much the running of the hospital's businesses, but when businesses control all the doctors and where they work by having the contracts, that's a big problem. Yes, I mean, doctors can't even run their own private clinic. It's just not uh, economically feasible. You know, they have to become part of somebody else. Um, the days of private practice are they're, they're going, if not all, gone already. All right, we have another caller. And by the way, if you're out there listening to Mind Body Health uh, here on KZYX Radio with your host, Dr. Marvin Trotter, and our guest today, uh, Dr. Robin Saran, ER doc from the Coast Hospital System, Came all the way to Philo to field your questions today. Thanks for coming out here, by the way. It's a oh, long you're drive. Welcome. And uh, we, you can call 707-895-2448 to ask your question. Uh, and we do have a caller right now. Thanks for calling in. Go ahead with your question. Good morning. Um, does the um, Adventist Help System... Um in Ukiah and Fort Bragg, except um, original Medicare with uh, Medigap or insurance? And um, if so, or in addition, um, is, there, is there a place um, online to go to, or to get information as to what um, Medicare Advantage, uh, you know, privatized uh, health insurance uh, plans that the Adventist system uh, does accept for um, you know, in-system care. Marvin? <laughs> Again, I think you're, you're asking technical questions that I can't answer. I don't know if Robin has any idea, but um, they do have people that at the hospital that are patient support outgroup people that you can call the hospital and ask to talk to somebody about your insurance. That shouldn't be a problem. Sounds like a good potential guest would be somebody who's more of an expert in the insurance, Mm. if you can look for Mm. that. Yes. Well, in the meanwhile, we're waiting for more callers to call in at 707-895-2448. Unless you want to continue on a particular topic, Robin, I do have a question for you. Good. I am wondering just... You mentioned how you worked in San Francisco through the AIDS epidemic. And I'm just wondering if you can tell us a little bit about what that was like for you, mm. if you're comfortable talking about that. And even maybe 
you know, make a little bit of comparison to the COVID pandemic. And even what's the definition between epidemic and a pandemic? Hmm. If you would, thanks. Sure. So an epidemic would be something that uh, all of a sudden springs up and uh, mushrooms, uh, like we saw with COVID, you know, start small and it goes boom, you know, big. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like with most epidemics, they tend to settle down and then become, as we say, endemic. Like right now, uh, COVID is still here. It's it's everywhere, Mm -hmm. but it's not... Uh, the levels that uh, it was uh, two years ago with the epidemic. What's what's a pandemic then? Cause well, a pandemic like, then would be, um, you know, everywhere. Pan meaning everywhere. Oh, like so the whole like world. The whole world. You're right. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. But yeah, what was that like with the... Well, we can come back to that. We have another oh, caller. Good. Let's prioritize them. Welcome to Mind, Body, Health. You're live on the radio. Go ahead with your question. Yes, um, I just recently retired. It seems like you're hitting an audience of folks like that. And I am changing my insurance from Kaiser to United Healthcare. And I am looking to find a primary doctor uh, in the Ukiah area that will work with seniors. I don't know if you can make recommendations or if you can just tell me who I might contact. Okay, thanks for the question. Either you have an answer for her or or at least maybe a phone number where they can go follow up with their um, question. The the clinic system, Mendocino County Healthcare Clinic System and they have clinics, you know, there are clinics, fortunately, in Laytonville, Fort Bragg, Ukiah, uh, Willits. So you could start there um, trying to go through your clinic system. The other one is to call the Family Residency Program in Ukiah and see if you can get in with one of the new residents. They're here for three years minimum. Um, but it, it is a difficult thing to find. People call me every week wanting to find a primary care doctor. Got it. Okay. And we have another caller. Welcome to Mind Body Health. Go ahead with your question. You're live on the radio. Good morning. Uh, as a lifelong resident of the county, I am happy to hear that the nursing program has is doing so well at the community college. We worked very hard to bring the college here. Uh, listen to your the challenges that uh, are you, you are facing with uh, healthcare, rural hospitals in particular, so it occurs to me that they could be solved by having a single payer. And I'm wondering how you feel about that. Okay, Thank thanks you. for the question. Oh, I'd love to oh, talk about Robin, that. Robin, you go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's amazing. Um, Marvin mentioned that uh, 20% of our gross national product goes to health care. And so much of that goes to billing. The cost to billing for health care conservatively can be 25% or more. And that is just way outside. And that's because, uh, you know, the insurance industry has so many people to um, approve, disapprove, deny make things uh, very complex and very expensive. If we, Medicare can bill at 
on the dollar. So is it unusual that the government, who we usually think as being inefficient, can be three times more efficient than private enterprise? That's the reality. So the beauty of single payer is that it makes it very simple. Um, an example would be I had a colleague who worked at McGill Hospital in Montreal, Canada. There were three people in the building department. And there were three. 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 And a 500 bed hospital, which is bigger than any hospital in San Francisco. And the billing sheet was one page. And so if somebody had their gallbladder take out, you would check that, you would stamp it with their card, send it in, you get paid in 30 days. That's efficient. Um, we have doctors, you know, clinics, who are going to have that many people just, just for their clinic to bill. Because the billing is so inefficient here in this country. And the beauty of single payer is that it makes it efficient. You can put the money into health care rather than billing. Uh, if we had a, we could take... Uh, the whole cost of billing down to 8%, we could cover everybody in this country without any additional cost. Just just to give you an idea, the United States, this is a couple of years ago, was spending $10,000 for every man, woman, and child on health care. Think about that. $10,000 on every man, woman, and child for health care. Canada had better results and they were spending 5000 Right. And um, the results were far better. I mean, our statistics in healthcare in this country are like we're 20th in the country, just about in every category. Um, and patients aren't happy here, doctors aren't happy, and yet we pay more. Uh, it's it's I, the single payer is what works. I don't think about ideology, this or that. Just be pragmatic. What works? Single payer works. Unfortunately, there are a lot of invested interests in the current system. So, Lots and lots. You know, in England, they have a single-payer system. There's also a private hospital system. So if you want to have private insurance, you don't have to have single-payer. Got it. Welcome. Oh, no. But we do have calls coming in. If you'd like to get... If you'd like to get on MindBodyHealth right now, Call 707-895-2448. We have just 10 minutes to go. Uh, but if you've been listening to the show with either of our ER docs, you can call in with your question right now, 707-895-2448. Welcome to Mind Body Health. You're live on the radio. Hi. Um, I was wondering, are, does it mean since Adventist has taken over Coast Hospital in Fort Bragg that there are no more abortions performed in Fort Bragg now? I'll take my answer off the air. Mm. Uh, so previous to uh, Adventist Health affiliation, uh, there were not uh, abortions performed in the hospital. So, so nothing has changed. Got it. Okay, we have another caller. Welcome to Mind Body Health. You're live on the radio. Hello. Um, I used to be a teacher in the Fort Bragg School District, and we had many um, young women that were pregnant under the age of 18. And a lot of the children had fetal alcohol syndrome. Is that still a problem in the county? 
Thanks for your question. Um, I can't really speak to that from the emergency room perspective. Uh, I'm not really involved in prenatal care. Well, I'll tell you as a former public health officer that Rosalie Andrudogi and a lot of people worked very hard, and we went from significantly above the state average about teenage pregnancies to now we are lower than the state average with teenage pregnancies. And in general, um, women under 20 are not having babies. If you want to look at stats from five years ago till now, the birth rate has gone down quite a bit. It's um, more and more and more women are waiting until they're 30. And I think the Plan B pill and especially IUDs and these uh, implants uh, are markedly decreasing the teen pregnancy rate that we used to have, which makes me very happy. Mm. Yep. I'm just going to plug in there just as a, a male on a show with two other male <laughs> guests. Uh, vasectomies are also a very easy, yes. safe method of birth control that men can take on, relieve uh, female bodies uh, having to take on that responsibility or imply it as well. Very good point, and it's an easy procedure. Yes. Welcome to Mind, Body, Health. You're live on the radio. Go ahead with your question. Yeah, hi. Um, I want to hear more about the upcoming election to the uh, district board and how that's going to affect uh, getting the hospital built by this 23 deadline uh, or, uh, you know, getting our, our hospital built here in Fort Bragg. So can you talk about that some more? Thanks. Thanks. Uh, yes, that is the looming question, and that is why this uh, e election is important. Um, I'm trying to be polite here. Uh, the, the previous board has not always been um, terribly effective, so it's important that we do elect uh, people who can work together and um, you know tackle this difficult problem. It's a necessary problem, and it's a difficult problem. It was made worse recently. There was uh, some discussion, dialogue, about modifying the requirements such that um, a hospital like ours may just need to redo the ER to make it seismically upgraded. Um, we were hoping for that in some ways because that was more possible. Uh, what happened was that the um, certain architects and constructural lobbyists said, no, we don't want to do that. Um, so it was their self-interest that actually was more effective in our state legislatures. So um, mm -hmm. we, at this point, we need a brand-new hospital, and we're talking over $100 million. And the way that health care gets reimbursed, uh, that's a daunting task. So uh, I appreciate the caller's question. It's very important. So... Um, Look at the the people who are running. There's some good people running. So and I'm, basically, I'm you're, there's a pretty serious task before them, and so it's a pretty relevant set of questions as they're reviewing and interviewing who they're going to vote for to find out what that person's stance is and what their capabilities are towards supporting that goal. And their ability to work together as a team to get a final result. Right. Got it. That's what's needed. You want competent people that are objective and want a, the same solution, not a politician. Correct. Okay. We have another caller. Welcome to Mind, Body, Health. You're live on the radio. Go ahead with your question. Are you there, caller? 
All right, we'll try one more. We're coming up on the end of our hour. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Welcome to Mind, Body, Health. You're live on the radio. Go ahead with your question. Um, my question isn't um, that important, but um, isn't abortion a lust-driven procedure? Uh, did you catch that correctly? A, a lust-driven procedure? Can you restate yeah, your question? it's all driven by lust. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, I'm not understanding. Say it again, please. It's driven by lust. L U S T. Lust. If you didn't have the lust for having sex oh, with got someone, it. okay. Thank you very much. I have a I have a better uh, thing to end the show with. Um, the Boys and Girls Club in Ukiah at the Alex Rohrbar Center are having a big Halloween party, October 31st from 6 to 9 p.m. So if you want to have a good time with your kids, go to the Ark October 31st for a great Halloween party, 6 to 9 p.m. Good. Okay. Uh, And with that, we are coming right up on the end. If you are listening to Mind Body Health, uh, we do have just a few minutes. So if you have an easy, even a yes, no, or a a quick question that you want to bring up, 707-895-2448. We have just a couple minutes to go. Having said that, uh, Dr. Robin Saran, our ER doc from the coast that came all the way to Philo today, thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome, Kyle. And is there any closing remarks you'd like to make or any contact information you'd like to put out there for listeners that might want to follow up from the show and and learn a little bit more about their coast hospital system? Well, sure. I I just wanted to reach out to the community we're trying to do that uh also want the community to know the the challenges you know that we face um we're short-staffed all the way along um just like all the healthcare systems in the country but more so rurally and that um you know if you do have a comment you know please talk to us we want to listen yeah and they can look up fort bragg or coast hospital or adventist health on the internet to find out different ways are there any immediate phone numbers that come to mind for you um no for okay (laughs) sorry i would i would like to end by saying that i the people on the coast and rural medicine in mendocino county uh, i've gotten contacted to see if i want to work shifts in petaluma's er and they'll pay me with a regular salary and a thousand dollars bonus each day i work there is a big deal trying to find primary care doctors and ER doctors in rural Mendocino County. And I would like to make a shout out to Cobb working on the ambulance in Boonville yes. and then Dr. Saran and the other ER doctors in Fort Bragg because that's a tough job. It is, and it's very rewarding. Yeah, and pass that along to just all the other volunteers on the ambulance service that do way more than I do, and the the backup services that support all that, the memberships and it's, all the. It's fire really hard to imagine you have that many volunteers doing such a great job for free. Mm. Yeah, it's a big deal, um, all across the board, and and that's something to pay attention to too. That's a national existence is rural ambulance services and what their needs are, and. You know, some places do better than most, but most of them are short-staffed with overworked staff one way or another. Yep. Having said that, we're coming up right on the end. I'm sorry we weren't able to take that last phone call. I know you're waiting there, so thanks, and I hope you'll call in again. 
Uh, meanwhile, Loose Cannon Classics is coming right up here soon. And again, um, thanks for being here, Dr. Robin Saran. And thanks for being here, Dr. Marvin Trotter. Thank you, Cobb. It's always great with you running the show. Uh, Thank you both. Yeah, okay. Stay tuned, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can go to kzyx.org to find more shows and content like this one. While there, you can stream us live or check out our jukebox. And if you like what you hear, consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. We are Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Woolits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Thanks for listening.